Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to the Utah Jazz Podcast. My name is Spencer Campbell. You can find me on Twitter at SCampbellSBN. Hey, this is Jimbo Rudding. From the Utah Jazz Podcast, you can find me on Twitter.com at Jimbo Rudding, at Jimbo Rudding on Twitter.com. And this is Mikey Peterson. You can find me on Twitter at Mikey VP. That's M-I-K-E-Y, not C-K. That's Mickey, Mikey VP. Nice. Uh, so opening thoughts. Um what do you I'll start. So my opening thought is uh I was looking on some uh gambling sites today and the Vegas uh has the Jazz at 54 wins for the season uh which is probably right where I put them a few weeks ago. I 56 or 55 I think I can't remember. Uh do you go over under on Jazz at 54 wins? I go over. You Ooh. go over 50, 54 wins? Yeah, I do. Okay, Mikey, what do you got? I say over two, but maybe by one. So like 55 so wins, 56 it's, wins. Yeah, it's basically, it's basically like two out of every three games, right? Yeah. So if you take 82, it's like, you know, 28, 20, 26, or whatever divided uh, by. We don't know numbers, but that sounds right to me. <laughs> okay. Uh, so my other opening thought is, uh, um, I hopefully the, 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 I, well, we'll go, we'll get into it because we'll read it later. But, um, I think the Jazz are right at 54 wins. So I would probably push if I was putting money on it, I would put it at 54. Um, and then you get your money back. So yeah. I also had, I also had the other odds too. Do you want to see this? Jazz are picked to win the division based on Vegas. Hold on if I can see if I can open this up. Okay. So as of today, the Jazz are. Plus 125 to win the division. The Nuggets are plus 140. The Trailblazers are plus 550. The Timberwolves are plus 2000. And the Thunder are plus 2500. Which means, which means, if if you, well, if you bet $100, the Jazz win, you get 125. Nuggets, you get 140. Blazers, you get 550. Timberwolves, you get 2000. And Thunder, you get 2500. Oh, that's what those numbers mean? Um, yes. So, uh, odds to win the Western Conference. Jazz are pick fifth behind the Clippers, Lakers, Rockets, Warriors. Jazz are plus 800. So if you bet one, Phoenix Suns are $25,000. Wouldn't that be worth putting down $100 on the Suns just in some case there <laughs> and then getting 25000 back? That's crazy, like, right? Ricky Rubio leads them to the NBA Finals. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hilarious. And then the Jazz are um, plus twelve hundred to win the finals. Behind Clippers have the best odds. Lakers are second. Bucks are third. Rockets are fourth. Seventy Sixers and then Warriors. Jazz. Jazz are ahead of the Celtics and the Nuggets. Anyway, okay, that's my opening wow. thought. There, there's your uh, gambling information at least for this week. Wow. 
the only time I ever gambled was on a Brigham Young football game, and I won. That's all I'll say about that. <laughs> all right, and, my opening thought. Oh, you sir, go ahead, Mikey. No, BYU lost, but I won anyway. Uh, I have done that before. Yeah, you know what's funny is that Spencer and I multiple times. We were in uh, we Spencer and I were in Mesquite, traveling some (laughs) but somewhere when uh, the Rockets were playing the Jazz, and Spencer could have won some money because he bet against the Jazz. But um, what was it, Spencer? You bet like. The combined score would cover some. I don't even remember. I don't know numbers. I don't remember how it works. But um, I bet the Rockets and the over, and it was the Rockets covered, and the Jazz only scored like seventy-two points that game, and so they yeah, didn't was, even get close to over. It was game but, three, if I remember right. And yeah, uh, yeah it was. It wasn't pretty. But I also I blame Spencer Rockets, for by the way the, the Jazz losing that series. Because he he did that, he bet against them. Yeah, lesson learned, right, Spencer? Yes. Now we, know. now we know. Direct your direct your Twitter to Spencer Campbell for losing yeah. against the Rockets. Yeah, thanks a lot for that. Uh, uh, my my opening thought is um, Happy Media Day to everybody. <laughs> Yay. Uh, one of the best days of uh, of the season. Because it's a it's a new dawn, it's a new beginning. Um, even though the leaves are dying outside, jazz fandom is reborn, and that's that is it's it is it's one of the best days. The draft, the playoffs starting, uh, when they come back from the All Star break, media day, those are like the best the best days in a jazz season. And didn't you like take a vacation day today simply for that? I did. I did. I took, I took a vacation day because I wanted to soak it all in, you know, and I did. I soaked it in. It's all soaked in. So, and I, what's awesome is that every single player, every single player gained at least 10 pounds of a new muscle over okay. the summer, which, is, which is, is what I was hoping for. So. so this is, this is funny. Our, our good friend, uh, Peter and I still text message and this is what he told me. So this goes right along. Embiid has lost 20 pounds as in, is in the best shape of his life. Porzingis has gained 20 pounds as in, in the best shape of his life. Right. So that's like, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing the people that they can gain and lose weight when they're sitting on a beach on a tropical <laughs> island somewhere. But, you know, teach his own, I guess. Okay. Mikey, what do you got for uh, opening thought? Oh, my opening thought is along the lines of Jimmy. I, I didn't get a listen to Media Day, even though I didn't take time off for it. But uh, there is something in the air around here. I went in to the pharmacy to pick up some medication and he was like, it started. And, uh, that's, that's the feeling in the air right now. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, my, my opening thought, which is on brand for me is, uh, that video that surfaced this week about game six in the 97 finals. Turns out we have another thing, jazz fans, that we can cry about. 20 years later, and that's Michael Jordan kicking out and tripping John Stockton on the way to block Steve 
her. Anyway, so check that video out. Turns out Michael pushed off, and he tripped John Stockton. So, and he was hungover for the flu game. Yeah, hungover, not the flu. Come to us for the real, honest, true history. We're like the not Jazz TMZ team. Okay. So media day, what do we, what do we, I mean, I, I've gone through the Twitter. I've looked at things. Um, what did we learn? Well, I, can I just, <sighs> some people need to practice their interview skills. That's all I need to say. <laughs> <laughs> Giving interviews or answering questions. Well, I, is it fair to say both? Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, Who are you talking about? I I apparently need to work on my answer, asking questions now too. No, I just it, uh, I don't know. Just in general, media day, like I. It, so we've talked about this today, and I have never done it, so I can't speak for anybody, right? We know right. Andy, we know Jody, we know like some of the other guys, and we knew them before they were whatever. But like, there are times like the media in Utah just like it's like slow pitch softball, right? It's literally and and I and this is not I don't want to bring this up as far as the whole conversation. The one thing I love about Spence Checkets, right, is he has no problem busting somebody down, right? Like asking them the hard questions, whether it's on the radio or whether it was in person, like he did it a couple times as a jazz fan and the whole thing with. With um, Hayward. Gordon Hayward's age agent and all that stuff, like just flat out was like, "That's not the truth." Like, you know, that's not the truth. Why are you, you know, why are you lying on our show, whatever? But like, some of the questions are just like, "Oh, am I freaking kidding me? We waited three months so you could ask this question." Uh, <laughs> yeah, so he, that's my. He has no. <laughs> he has no trouble busting people or being busted with bust the questions. Or is that what you're saying? No, I'm just saying, like, he asked the questions and he doesn't have a problem, like, kind of getting, like, giving so to him, right? Whereas, yeah. Like, without yeah. any fear so. of losing his job. Just right, it's like giving him the business, business, right? Yeah. Yeah. Don't, so. you know, yeah, don't don't tiptoe around it. Give him the business. Let's get to the answers. I know what you're saying. So, anyway, I, did you guys listen to any of the interviews or go back and watch any of them or anything like that? Um, I saw a couple. I I saw the I saw the interview with uh, Joe Ingles and Mike Conley. I saw that that panel, and it made me excited. It made me remember why I love Joe Ingles, and I think he's kind of my my takeaway. Watching him interact with Donovan, watching him interact with Conley, and just seeing the way he interacts is he has a way of not taking anything too seriously. And I think he's more of a glue guy than we even know. Cause it's like, you can feel everyone exhale when they're on Joe's side, right? When Joe Ingles is part of the team, part of their team. And I could see that like right away with Conley. I could see that with well, uh, I, Conley's like Donovan. Conley's like super, he's very well-spoken and very articulate and pretty like, uh, measured, I guess. Yeah. He's a vet, though, like he should be, right? 
No, no, no. But I, I mean, he, I think he's always been that way, right? Just in general. Yeah. No, I know, I know what you're saying. So is Donovan, right? This very well-spoken. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Very, very eloquent speaker. And thoughtful of how things are being interpreted, good, bad, right. and ugly, and aware. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So, I mean, part of that parents, part of it, like, I mean, I don't know. So. Yeah. So that's a good, oh. good thing we have him then, huh? Because yeah. he's, he's going to be, that's one area where we're going to be like, oh, yeah, that's kind of cool. Like right off the bat, we're going to be like, oh, wow, having a good point guard that can let, make a layup and shoot threes is going to be, is pretty cool. It's pretty nice. It's the truth. The the other quick takeaway I had from Media Day is how many different kinds of leaders we have on this jazz team. Where you have you have Conley who is by all accounts he leads by example, he practices what he preaches, you know, he's not gonna tell people to do stuff that he doesn't do and he's just you know, there's nothing two faced about him. And to Jimmy's point, I think Donovan's the same way where you don't feel like it feels like from our perspective, you don't, he's not saying one thing in the locker room and to his teammates and another thing to the media and another thing on Twitter. It's like all consistent. And then you have Joe who's everybody's, you know, he'll, he'll bust anyone's chops. And um, anyway, you got all, all kinds of different leaders and I'm pretty, pretty excited about how it's going to work out. And Rudy, of course, who is just taking the bull by the horns. Anyway, exciting. Yeah. So it was, and I don't, I don't know off the top of my head, was there, who was the last player to get three defensive player of the year awards? In a row? Yeah. Uh, Has anybody done it? Um, Ben Wallace? Ooh, you might be right on that one. So, okay, do, right, we'll, we'll go back. Do, I was question. telling, I, I was talking to somebody this week. Do you remember Shane Battier? Yeah, sadly. Oh man, I wanted that guy in the Jazz so bad. Every year, I was hoping that they could find some way to pull off a trade for that guy. I love that guy. That's all I have to say about it. I, just, I mean, just it doesn't really tie to media day or anything. I just yeah, thought about had, him right he now. He had weird lines on his head, Ooh. but other than that, he did. I agree. You ready? Yeah. It's only been it's only been done once. Really? Uh yeah. So Dikembe Matumbo did it four years, ninety five, ninety seven, ninety eight, and oh one. Ben Wallace did it oh two, oh three, oh five, oh six. Dwight Howard for the Orlando Magic was oh nine, ten, and eleven. Oh wow, Dwight that's Howard, interesting. really. And huh. Mark Eaton, just for your information, did it in eighty five and eighty nine. Dang, good job, Mark Eaton. Eating up those blocks. Mark Eaton is also to blame or to credit for John Stockton's steal record, by the way. Mark Eaton and Greg Ostertag. Because, and Rudy Gobert kind of has the same factor. Why is that, Jimmy? Why do you suppose that is? Uh, well, I mean, I would guess guess that they alter shots. <laughs> yeah, you're the numbers guy. No. Oh, uh, I think it's because 
the block shots and bail. Gambled on steals because you always knew you had big knives or tag behind you. That's what I was going to say. Gamble on steals. I want to take back my answer. (laughs) Okay. Um, Are you ready for today's advertisement? Yeah, I am. Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. You can can read it. So um, today's uh, sponsor for the Utah Jazz podcast um, is the Amber Sands. So, Jimmy, do you want to go ahead and explain why the Amber Sands is so important starting right now? Like, Amber sand, like the yeah, the amber like sand, the, yeah, like the uh, the and symbol. Yes. Yeah. Hey, uh, if you want to write uh, something but you don't want to type the three <laughs> letters it takes to write and, maybe try an ampersand. Uh, shortens your sentences and makes you look smart, and it's a symbol or a glyph. So, so thank you, ampersand, for sponsoring this podcast. It's also good for passwords. Dang it. True. Shouldn't it makes your password a lot smarter. It so makes it turn green. Passwords. Do you have an ampersand in all your passwords? Don't Maybe. worry about it. I have an exclamation point. Oh, I use the, the money. I use the money symbol. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Uh, Instead of the S's. <laughs> and I use the at symbol for all my A's. It's kind of like an alphanumeric thing. Yeah. I guess you could use the ampersands for a G if you wanted. Ooh, that's a good idea. Or a Q. The thing is, it's above the it's above the D. Is it above the D on yours? Yeah. It is on mine. It's above uh, the seven on mine. I'm confused too because we're calling it. What are you calling it? Ampersand. Ampersand. That's you what say, I said. Oh, I thought you said ampersands. No, ampersand. It's like the stance, the amper stance. I don't even know. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it sounds like a karate move. <laughs> so now, <laughs> how long do we have to be quiet before the real ad plays? Uh, fifteen more seconds. Okay, good. So uh, I remember, I remember the amper stance when I got a Valentine in elementary school, and um, it's every time I say "and," now I'm thinking of the sign. But it said, will you be my Valentine and my enemy? And it was from a girl named, um, I'm not going to name because Jimmy might not know who she was. <laughs> but it was a girl I had a crush on. And I was really Me? kind of, well, no, you didn't oh, go to my elementary. It was oh, the girl that you had a crush on. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Her name was Joanna. And I just, uh-huh. I don't understand why she would write that. Will you be my Valentine and my enemy? Wait, make the any same sense. Jo- is the same Joanna that you issues, that you sang the song Joanna, the foreigner song, like no. outside of her window? I know she was the one that I accidentally punched in the face. <laughs> Wait, was so, it signs of love in elementary school? You accidentally punched her, punched her in the face. This is what happened. Um, some other boys pinned me down because they were going to let her kiss me. And I was trying to get them off because I really wanted to kiss her, but I didn't want to be like pinned down while I was doing it, you know? And so when I was trying to punch one of them, he moved and as she was coming in to kiss me, popped her in the face and that ended the relationship. Oh, wow. Moni's going to have a field day with that if that made it to air. Yeah. (laughs) 
Okay. All right. Welcome back to the Utah Jazz Podcast. Thank you for following through uh, on the commercial break with us. Are you ready for rapid fire? I am. Yeah. You guys ready okay. for it? I'm ready. Okay. Mikey, you go, you go, Mikey, you go first on all of them. Okay. Oh, wow. Here, here we go. You guys, are you sure you're ready? Yes. Okay. Mikey, rapid fire means you, you answer quickly. What are you trying to say? <laughs> I, sometimes you answer slowly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here we go. Rapid fire. Ready? Here it goes. Qualtrics or ball tricks? Ball tricks. Qualtrics. Okay. Antoine Carr or Greg Ostertag? Antoine Carr. Antoine Carr. Okay. Crown Burger or Costa Vida? Crown Burger. Crown Burger. Okay. Red Panda or Quick Change? Red Panda. Quick Change isn't real. Red Panda. It's It's real. What are you talking about? It's not real, dude. Okay, okay, we'll keep going. I don't want to. I don't want to get into this because this goes back to the whole like. Never mind. Yeah. Okay. Theory. It's rapid. We're losing the rap- rapidity of this. Uh, next one: David Locke or Locked Up David? <laughs> <laughs> I would never want anybody to be in jail or prison. David Locke. David Locke. Okay, that's probably the smarter answer of those two. Wait, which, da- which David? We can lock up uh, another David. Who's uh, I don't know. The problem, the problem is, is we're acting like he actually listened to this and his feelings are going to get hurt. But I think no, that's, that's actually funny coming from you. But go ahead. It wasn't. It wasn't. It had nothing to do with him. Oh, okay. it's, some, it's another David. Oh, okay. You don't know him. He goes to another school. Okay. All right. So the next one would be Jamal Tinsley or Earl Watson. Go home. No, Earl Watson. No question. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Rapid Earl Spencer. Earl okay. Watson. Wow. <laughs> you seem disgusted, and then you took the, you picked you picked the same one. <laughs> I, I went back to the I went back to the nightmare days of you know. Anyway, yeah, it doesn't matter. You, yeah. you thought those were hard. What it was like to have Jamal Tinsley on the team and how that all felt. <laughs> Uh, I do. Lo- I did love his stream moves, though. Those were amazing. Go ahead. Next one: Minecraft or Fortnite? Ugh. Neither. If I had to pick, if I had to pick, I'd pick Fortnite. Two K. Funny. Two uh, K. Funny. Uh, I have yet to see either of those in person. Uh, the last one: Per Diem. Or carpe diem. <laughs> per diem. Carpe diem. That's what I thought. I knew you were going to say carpe diem. Yeah, of course you did, because you know one of my favorite movies of all time is. Exactly. Okay. Um, okay. Good rapid right. fire. This, so, hey, this, so two, this, this rapid fire segment was brought to you by USB cables. Hey, uh, do you want to connect an electronic thing to another electronic thing? Why not try a USB cable? And if you can't find one, there's probably one in your junk drawer. You were hashtag, saying something? Hashtag true story. This week, man. So, um, <laughs> so two things. Jamal Tinsley, do you remember his uh, five hole? Like, you know how he would do the dribble and dribble between guys' legs? That was amazing. Yeah, that was um, cool. Yes. 
but the other thing that you said about um the Antoine Carr or Greg Ostertag, uh, didn't you do didn't you do Ostertag earlier with somebody else? Probably. Okay. He's no, a, I was just trying he's to a, remember. He's a frequent uh uh, member of the rapid fire <laughs> segment. Um, there, there was a really, did you see the cool, I think Moni retweeted it. The, the image. Did you guys see this? Do you know what I'm talking about before I say it? Uh-huh. She put out an image that was, uh, now I can't remember the exact de- details, but someone was calling out Greg Ostertag like we do. And Mark Eaton liked it. And then Greg Ostertag commented, like, you're right, by the way. Like, I did sort of not play up to my potential. It was it was like a comment, oh, like, wow. imagine if Ostertag worked out like Rudy and Mark Eaton liked it. And then Ostertag was like, yeah, you guys are right. All on Instagram. Do you guys see that? Anyway. No, I missed that whole thing. There you go. Brought to you by USB that's, Cables. That's cool. That's cool. Um, by the way, quick change is a thing. And it's amazing. It's not real. How, how? It's not real. How does that even... What's not real? They change clothes in like a, half a second. How not real is that? I don't understand. What is it like? Are they all... Is it like mirrors? Like, I don't understand what you're saying. Like, it's not real. Do you, I don't want to ruin it for you, so I'm just going to... I'm just going to let you imagine that it's real. Oh, man. Okay, well, I'm, there's got to be a YouTube video out there that's going to... Reveal the secret, so I'll, I'll watch that later. There is. Okay. No, that's good. I'm, I'm actually really interested right now. Um, so I'll, I'll check it out. It's their, their website is costumechange.com. You are a wealth of information, Spencer. Hey, uh, would you guys pay $500 um, to get every single jazz door giveaway they've ever given out, like in a box? Yes. Oh, yeah. Hands you down. would? Yeah. Yeah. I could get I could get the shaving kit back that ruined my life in third grade <laughs> when I shaved off my eyebrows. Yeah. Was it just one eyebrow or was it both? It was both. I do remember... <laughs> The Your dad was mad about that, you said, right? The funny, no, I got grounded. My mom, I think oh, she okay. thought, I think the night when I came home, she thought I was drunk. I was like, mom, they don't sell th- third graders alcohol at the jazz games. <laughs> and she was like, oh, you just, something looks wrong with you. You're really tired. You can go and get them bad. And then I got up and went to school and she didn't notice anything. But then when I got to school, it was like, like everybody knew about it and everybody was pointing it out. So it was like Tuitupo and Karikis and like all those guys. And, um, the teacher eventually called home and I've th- I've thought about it since then. Like what kind of a jerk teacher do you have to be to call home and let somebody's parents know yeah, what? that their child? Well, and I, and apparently, I mean, looking at it now that I work in education, it, um, it caused a disruption to the learning environment. And uh, I I call home all the time to say, hey, by the way, your son or daughter is being a disruption to the learning environment. So <laughs> that's cool. That's, it is fun. Do you remember? So one more thing. When we were, I don't know what grade we were in, but one time, uh, me and another one of our friends, we uh, we shaved um, the ram horns oh, yeah. into Spencer's head. 
like in his hair. We've, we've, we've done it twice. We did. So, we did the Nike. <laughs> we did the Nike swoosh. Yeah. The, we did the ram horns. And, and his dad and, got so mad. Yeah, he got super pissed. But the ram horns were pretty cool. I need the pictures of that. I know. See, did we ever take a picture of that? Why? What, what was wrong no. with us? Like, no we one didn't. had a camera. It's not like cameras were everywhere like they are now. No, it's true. It was like you had to like dust them off because they're in your dad's camera bag from 1975, and then and they and it didn't work. You had to get in batteries, or you had to like wind buy it yourself. Film. Yeah, you had to go buy film, and then yeah, fill out and the then envelope. go take it. Just, I'll yeah. be honest. I if we'd had cell phones back in sixth grade or whatever, I would probably be in prison. I'm just throwing that <laughs> yeah. out there. You wouldn't be a wow. education as a profession. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Um, yeah, and I can't talk about other things because there's people that I know that listen to this podcast that would be like, what? But I will say this. Um, I can't say that. I don't care. Um, <laughs> but one, I will one, say one, this. Uh, <laughs> so one of my friends, one of my friends has been married for 14 years, 15 years. So, I mean, people had cameras on their phones, but they were kind of crappy and they didn't save anywhere. They didn't save to the cloud or whatever. So you had to put like a zip drive. Anyway. Um, yes. But he thought it was a great idea, and I'll just leave it at this. He and his wife thought it was a great idea to buy a bunch of just disposable cameras for their wedding reception and just put them all over the place and so people could take pictures. And that's the end of the story. You guys can imagine what happened <laughs> after that with that. So. And the bride and groom were arrested when they tried to develop them. <laughs> it was it was actually the mother-in-law um, oh, that, went to, that went to go, to go do that. So Yikes. Okay. Um, so Wait, that, that's a good talk. Oh, go on. Go. No, I was just going to say there's the other thing that happened this week that has nothing to do with Utah Jazz basketball, but it kind of actually ruined my week. Um, I found out last Tuesday, there's only two Tuesdays left. Our, our entire school district is getting rid of peanut butter bars. Oh. If you don't know what a peanut butter bar is, it's, um, if you didn't go to public school, I feel sorry for you because they generally have the best food. But on <laughs> on Tuesdays, uh, and when I was in junior high, they sold it all the time. But there's a, an oatmeal peanut butter bar that's covered with chocolate frosting. Um, that it's they common serve. knowledge that yeah, public no. school system has delicious food. Yeah. But because of an allergy of I would imagine more than one student, but we have 55,000 students in our district, and I would imagine that maybe 1%, 1%, 55 of them have a peanut allergy, and they're discontinuing the peanut butter bars in our entire district. And I really haven't been that mad about something in a long time. I was like, I was frustrated because <laughs> Tuesday's my favorite day of the week. Did you take it out on the students? <laughs> No, but I asked other people and nobody was nearly as upset as I was. So clearly they haven't been eating them for the past 25 years at school on Tuesdays. So anyway, See, it's, it's the, it's the kids with allergies that ruin it for the rest of us. You know, no, it's true. My kids have allergies and they ruin it for me every day when I have to eat gluten-free meals. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. Yep. But this is why you have to be specific when you call out the 1%. That could mean a whole lot of things. Could be the 1% yeah. with peanut allergies. <laughs> uh okay um, so did you see they just released a new donovan shoe no uh, uh it was the black he had one. one yeah he had one on today 
Like uh, just now? Uh, I don't know if they just released it right now, but it was like a black. It's one black I haven't seen before. Yeah, I haven't seen it before. Yeah, he was wearing some today I'd, I'd never seen before, but uh, they actually they're starting to look better as more of them come out. They're like, oh, okay, those look better. The first couple, I was like, eh, I don't, I'm not digging those, but whatever. Uh, one thing I was going to ask you guys is the next question on the podcast is, uh, have we reached a point in our fandom where we have forgiven Carlos Boozer? Yes, for me. I didn't ever have a huge problem with, I thought he was overly criticized. He departed the wrong way, but. Yeah. Uh, I don't care. For me. Like, whatever. You don't care about Carlos Boozer? Well, it's like, it is what it is, right? Well, I mean, he's arguably the second best power forward in jazz history. Right? I mean, who is better? Yeah, arguably. Right. So, I mean, Kirilenko played some power forward, but not, not a whole lot. Favors. But, but remember when we were all mad at him because he was, like, always injured and he was always too injured to play, but I mean, everybody was kind of like, yeah, he can play. And there was the game where if we would have won, we would have gone to the playoffs and he sat. It was like against the Suns at home. Yep. We lost. And Gail Miller came out at halftime and was like, go team, we're going to win. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was at that game. I remember that. I and think I was, like, I was with you. Yo, yeah, right? Because I remember thinking yeah. like, holy crap, if Gail says we're going to win, then we're going to win. And we didn't end up winning. Yeah. No, we didn't. We did not. I think Gail owes us season tickets for that. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> I need, so this is a good time though for you, Jimmy, to talk about our giveaway. Yeah. Hey, uh, if you've made it this far in this podcast, we're going to do something new and something special. So if, uh, if you've made it this far and you are the first to tweet us, any of us, with today, tonight's hashtag, you will, we will be contacting you to get your address and we will be sending you the, the first address? ever. Yeah, I think home they address should, or a I P.O. box. Should, yeah, I think they should do a P.O. box. Well, I mean, do they, if, if you have one, sure. We'll send it anywhere. We'll send it to your work. We'll send it to your home. We'll send it to, uh, the uh, Golden Spike, if you want to drive up there and get it, uh, you let us know uh, where you want it sent, and you, we will get you a special giveaway. Like, literally, this is this is historic in this Utah Jazz podcast. Uh, we've never done this before. Did, did you say they have to follow UJ Podcast? Uh, I did not, actually. That's a good point. If you go onto Twitter and you follow at UJ Podcast, uh, and you, that's a, okay, let's do it. Let's do that, right? You need to tweet at Utah J, sorry, at UJ podcast, the hashtag. And tonight's hashtag is Spencer. True story. True story. Hashtag true story. If you are the first to tweet UJ, at UJ, at UJ podcast, hashtag true story, something about the podcast. Uh, we will be contacting you for your info and we'll be sending you something, something special. Giddy up. Yeah. I'm so, excited about that. Yeah, me too. 
historic day. I can't believe we're departing. We're giving it away, though. Anyway, well, and it's signed so, merchandise, right? What's cool is that this is the this is the longest running Utah Jazz podcast, right, Spencer? Is that right? Maybe that's the wrong words to say. This is the first Utah Jazz podcast ever started. Uh, I don't know about first. Uh, this was the one... second Utah Jazz podcast ever started. I'd have to go back and look. Um, it was one of the first. This is one of the first Utah Jazz podcasts <laughs> ever started. So <laughs> it's special. We don't do numbers. We don't, we don't, we don't do numbers. First, second, fourth, tenth. We don't know, but <laughs> we are definitely a podcast that talks about the Utah Jazz. There you okay. go. And uh, on that note, whenever, whenever we want to, I don't know if there's one more thing to cover. We had a whole bunch of questions submitted to us that I think we should go through rapid fire. So rapid at some point, segment. stay tuned. If you ask questions, we will be responding to those. So my closing thoughts. Um, and here we go. Uh, my closing thoughts are for CC Chappelle 18 and Carl Stallone 32, both, uh, followers of the SLC dunk. And we appreciate them following SLC dunk. Um, this is probably like mean tweets, right? <laughs> So apparently yeah. I'm drunk. Apparently I'm drunk. So here we go. It sounds like listening to highly passionate fans in various stages of drunkenness explain their ideas without having thought about them until that very moment, which might also explain why the podcast should be called "I Don't Know Math." The drunk guy is always the first to speak, and because I'm one of the hosts, I would assume that I am the drunk guy. And then this person goes on to share examples and different things like that. Uh, it's like prepare, man. You don't make any sense. Okay. Uh, <laughs> which is one of the funniest, most hilarious, uh, hold on, <laughs> I'm not done. To a podcast. And then the second re- re- reply back to that, right? So these are obviously young kids that have been raised in the, uh, um, hyper analytical generation. Uh, right. but, and then, yeah, I had problems with those same takes. And then the whole thing with them trying to be quiet for 40 seconds for an ad to play only for the ad not to play and them not to be quiet at all. So we just hear scattered talking really awkward what's really (laughs) awkward is that you don't get the podcast that's what's really awkward is that you're listening to it mowing your lawn thinking that we're trying to put out a professional podcast if i could could give these guys a hug i really wish i could but i can't (laughs) um you know what's funny like i the amount of time the amount of time are you joking no, no, I, I didn't tell you guys this. He, the guy, I can't remember what, what's the first guy's name? Um, Carl Stallone or CC Chapel 18. Yeah. That he, he tweeted out and said, Hey, cause I tweeted it out and I said, Hey, thanks for the, thanks for listening. We have the best fans, something like that. And he, he responded and said, Hey, that was me. Sorry. Uh, I have to, I'll have to read it to you, but it was, it was basically, I, I just, I was, I didn't understand what it was. And then I tweeted him and I was like, hey, no, that's no problem, you know, and I, and I follow him now too. So, you know, whatever. It's, uh, it is what maybe. it is. But anyway, um, that was from a month ago, actually two months ago. And it just came to my attention, which is funny because I, it, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> maybe because we're, we are, maybe we are trying too hard, apparently. Well, what people don't know, <laughs> what people don't know is that we are all three of us 
in the bathroom right now. We do this. <laughs> we we record the podcast from the bathroom. The same, and, not, uh, not the same bathroom. Well, you two no, might be no, in the same bathroom, but I'm in, not in the individual same bathrooms. And uh, you know, also we're like all, we're all three half paying attention anyway, so that is the reason why it sounds like that. And okay. we don't know that's numbers. My, that's my closing. That's my closing thought. Mikey, what's yours? Um, oh, go ahead, Mikey. Yeah, I'll just do these rapid fire questions to you guys for my. Let's, closing let's do thought. it. Okay, you ready? These are the ones. I'll, there's a bunch. I'll get there. We'll try not to take too much time, but we have rapid from, fire, Spencer. I got it. So I'm this ready. is you, Spencer, too. Okay. At, you go first. Yeah, Spencer, Jimmy, and then if I have a comment, I'll say it. But Marshall at Marvelous Me 30 asks, which celebrities do you think will start showing up to jazz home games? Uh, the and, guy from, oh, am I supposed to stop? And which jazz player is most likely to skip leg day? Those two questions. Okay. Um, the guy from Modern Family, cause he lives here. Um, the guy that's the RSL fan that wrote the song. Uh, the guy from Rancid, the drummer from Van- Rancid. Those are local ones that I could think of. Probably the Queer Eye guy that lives in Salt Lake. Tan. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna say, uh, the, the celebrity's gonna show up. I don't really know, but what I'm gonna say one cool one would be the kid who played Wesley on Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> I thought he died. Did he die? Yeah, oh, didn't no. he die of like a heart attack or like? Oh jeez. Oh shoot, dude! Don't tell me that now. Is that the one that your sister had a crush on? You had to buy her the poster for like her ninth birthday or something? Yeah, it was the team beat. Remember that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I His name it. was Bryce Beckham. No, I thought he's dead. <laughs> uh, nah, he's still alive. He currently lives in Los Angeles. Are you sure? Wasn't he the lead singer for like? Smashing Pumpkins, or was that the kid no, from no, Small Wonder? Yeah, that's kid from yeah, the kid from Small Wonder is Billy Corgan, and then uh, the kid from Wonder Years is Marilyn Manson. So that's oh, right. It's good that all worked out for them like that. Okay, next nice. question. Sorry. Okay, next next question. This well, this was more M- Michael Pulsford. Um, wow. His my his Twitter handle is Mikey P, so no V. That's a little oh, odd. That's, he says that is weird. Thanks for the question. I guess I've always wondered which jazz music entered a Faustian bargain when it pitched when it's pitched for respectability. Example: creating programs in music schools. I feel like it's a counterculture force by doing that. What do you guys think? He's asking a jazz music question. Oh, so so to Mikey well, P. Nice. We're not a jazz music podcast. But I, my answer is Dizzy Gillespie, Spencer. So when I was 13, I went to, um, I feel like I've lived a thousand lives, but when I was 13, I went to New Orleans with my older brother and we went into a jazz club and we were the only two white people in there. And that, you know, just a matter of fact. And we went up front and I really liked jazz music back in the play day. I played clarinet and saxophone and other instruments. But anyway, um, my brother ordered us two Cokes. And when you order a Coke in a bar in New Orleans, it's basically assumed that it's not just a Coke, it's a Jack and Coke. So I was 13 years old and had a little bit of a Jack and Coke <laughs> until after a couple of drinks and realized like, Oh, this is not the regular Coke. 
Like, I didn't well, order a Diet Coke. Yeah, but apparently that's a thing, too. I don't know who remember. I remember in junior high when your dad got really mad because you left your clarinet out in the rain. You remember that? Uh, that probably happened more than once. Okay, what's the next? Um, jazz music, I would probably go with... <laughs> Louis Armstrong. Trumpet. Oh, yeah, Louis Armstrong. There you go, and I would I would say that it definitely did lose its counterculture force by doing that. Oh, totally, totally. Okay, Diana Allen, another one of our. Wasn't she a jazz bot in a long time? She was a jazz bot, yeah. Band. Good old Diana. She asks, which one of the new out of all the new guys, who are you most excited to watch? Not like who will make the biggest impact, but who has you the most excited? Ooh, um, I'm going to go with uh, Bobo. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that nickname that you've made up for him that no one's going to call him. <laughs> Good old Bobo. <laughs> uh, I'm going to, I'm also going to say so, Bobo. How do you spell his first name? How do you spell his first name? B-O-J-A-N. Okay. Okay. How do you spell his last name? B-O-G. Okay, so Bobo. Bobo is a nickname. We're taking the first two letters and the last two letters. It, Bobo is a nickname. And if anybody like steals it. it, I got it here first. Yeah, that's cool. I'll call him Bobo. I don't care. Okay. I'm excited for Bobo. I'm excited for it. You know what, what's going to make me the most excited is when, is when Donovan does a, tries to run a pick and roll or drives the lane and kicks it out to the corner three and it's like automatic. Like, oh, sweet. Everybody just starts running down the court because it's like, <laughs> it's going to be wide open. Have you, uh, there's, there's plays when, do you remember when Clay Thompson scored like 37 points in a quarter? Have you guys yeah. ever seen yes. this? So there's a play when Steph Curry, Steph Curry passes on the ball and literally just starts running down the other way. Like, and he's almost at midcourt by the time the ball goes in. Yeah. Pointing, like celebrating. Yeah. Like he already knows it's going in. It's crazy. I hope we have that this year. It was good. Okay. Last one. I would also say Bobo. Beef Boyan rather than chicken Boyan. <laughs> I mean, I'm, ex- I'm excited. Play- Mike Conley What's too, that? but Mike Conley too, but I think we know exactly what we're getting. So it's not, I'm not like, right. I'm not like as like thrilled. I, I don't know. Okay. So little backs at LIL backs. Asks, he asks about nine questions, so I'll try to pick one or two. Um, he asks, uh, "Can will anyone win awards this year for the Jazz? Yes. Yes. Snyder, Mitchell, Go- Mitchell, Gobert, or Conley? So Gobert, defensive, Gobert, defensive player of the year. Yeah, I agree. And Snyder, coach of the year. Yeah, I'd say he's I, in the you got to put, you got to get, we got to get 60 wins in the West. I probably. Think, that I probably. I agree with that. There you go. And another one from Lil Bax is how long will it take the team to gel with the new additions? This is the thing that kind of makes me a little nervous because it, it could be a rough start just because that's traditionally what happens when you get a lot of, you know, a handful of new guys in your, on your team. 
But if you look back, like last year they had a slow start and they had everybody coming back. So who knows, right? Maybe they'll just gel immediately and be fine. Maybe they'll just score the crap out of the ball and outscore everybody. I don't know. Um, I'm yeah, going to say I, at least a couple of weeks. I, don't, I think there's one factor will be Donovan Mitchell's health is he started last year. Basically, he was rehabbing as the season started. So Donovan's right. going to be better. Um, and that might help. And we don't have, as much as I love Rubio, we don't have the Rubio turnovers that are right. costly in those kinds of circumstances. So we'll see. I I hope, uh, yeah, I hope uh, it will be a quick start. But I think it'll probably be a few games. So one more really quick. Marin, Marin uh, asked us, how bad are we going to miss favors next year? That's the other thing that kind of scares me a bunch is I think favors did some things that, we just didn't even realize what's going on. Like that, like tip outs and, you know, rebound, offensive rebounds total. Like, I mean, he did some things that we're going to be missing and we're going to be like, Oh yeah. Favors was the guy that used to get that ball or, you know, like it's going to be, it could be rough. It could be rough. But then again, who? what do I know? I don't know anything about basketball. So. Yeah. That's, I saved that question for the end. Cause that's the one I'm the most worried about is. I think people will not, people have discounted what we're losing with favors, who was a guy who we've talked about in passing is hanging in the rafters for the Jazz. He's a good enough player that, and he's had that longevity that he's been with us for that, for so long and contributing all of the quiet things and doing all the right things behind the scenes, leading by example, you know, being unselfish. Of all of those core four guys, Favors is the most valuable, as it turns out this year. Cantor, you know, Cantor Burks, Favors, and uh, old, what's his name, H. Hayward. So I think we're going to miss him. I think that that's going to be the roughest part of this new season is trying to make up where he, he left us short there. Yeah. Spencer, did you pass out? I've got um oh, the time <laughs> no, the time I was just listening. The time um a month before they gel together. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh yeah, I I mean it's that's probably usually what it is and until they start like playing out like a real team and I mean, even when Rubio was new, it took him a while. I mean, it wasn't. I guess the I hope feel like is, we haven't had a great start for years. The hope is that we can win despite not be gelling, right? Like, hopefully, the talent is good enough that we can yeah. still win despite not being a cohesive machine. Yeah, totally. Well, and, and I, then, I mean, the, I. So here's my. So can we agree that Rubio was a smart basketball player? Like, like understood the offense and all that kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah. Like, I think Mike Conley's a really smart basketball player too. And if it took Rubio a while to get started, like it might take Conley a little bit while, like if you're saying, Oh, Conley's going to be fine with it. Cause he ran a similar offense. Like, I don't think, I don't think, well, the, you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, but, but the offense could be completely different than when Rubio started. Like they're not, it's not, they're not going to be running the same exact play. They might, it might be some similar plays, but like, Quinn Snyder is, I'm sure he's been thinking all summer how he wants to 
you know, run the offense and, and it's different. He has different players. Like he has Mike Conley and Bobo, you know, and, and those are two completely different players from Rubio and Favors. And so I, I mean, I don't know, like maybe, maybe because he'll plan to their strengths and it won't take very long for them to, to gel. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I guess what I'm saying is I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. Go. So uh, that's my closing closing thought. <laughs> closing thoughts, Jimmy. Yeah, uh my closing thought is uh do you remember when they used to give away chocolate mints after the Jazz a win at the door when you yep. left the arena? Yep. Were they Kara? Um Yeah, it was Kara, wasn't it? Yeah. Um that's all. I just wanted to see if you guys remember that. Wait. Do you remember selling those door to door in elementary school? Did you ever do that? The, the Kara chocolate drive? <laughs> no. No, but I did go out door and sell Kara chocolates. I remember being no. legitimately upset when they gave them away at jazz games because it was like, what am I, what am I out there knocking doors for? I'm just giving right. stuff away. But it did prepare you for your, uh, your alarm system job. No, no, my mission. Bank. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I just, you know, those were, those were nice, fun days. I'm like, oh, the Jazz won. And then, oh, wow, a mint too? Holy cow, this is the best day of my life. Didn't you get mints when they lost too? No, no, it was just after a win. Mm, I don't think so. Uh, I'm like 96.2% sure that that's true. I could be wrong, but I, I thought it was just a, after a win. Yeah. So all of you, uh, Energy Solutions staff members who were there when it was the Delta Center. Let us know. So, yeah. Andy Larson, did you see, apparently they put up a new wall or a new thing. Did you see his tweet? No. So, every concert that's ever been in the Energy Solutions Arena, they have a plaque for now. I'm interested to see if they have some of the stuff that, and you know which one I'm talking about, right? Well, from when did they start doing it? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Well, they started doing it. It's a new wall, but I'm, it looks like they've gone back in time and put all of the concerts on uh-huh. the wall. So I'm betting that Smashing Pumpkins 95? Yeah, four, 94. I would guess. 94. Yeah, the, Infinite Sadness. The Infinite Sadness tour. Yeah. We, we took our shirts off in the upper deck and swung them around our heads. Yeah. Those were good times. I did that at a monster truck rally. <laughs> That's the difference between you and I, Mikey. <laughs> no, I, we, we went. Wait, I have to tell That's how story. Mikey met his wife. No. <laughs> in high school, our, our group of friends, because, you know, I was like in a different school than you guys. We dressed up in like, they called them wife beater tank tops, you know. Those oh, yeah. Skin tight ribbed tank tops and. We put on wigs and we dressed up like we assumed people who went to those events dressed up like. And, uh. Oh, I thought they were just, I just thought they were called shirts. I didn't know there was a different name for them. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So it, it was not a Billy Corgan smashing pumpkins moment for me, but anyway. Okay. Good times. Uh, hashtag is true story. Thank you for listening to the Utah Jazz Podcast. If you would like to win the giveaway of a uh, prize, follow 
UJ podcast and tweet the podcast when it goes live. It should be sometime, probably not tomorrow because it's now late at night and it might be Wednesday. That would be awesome. Signing off. Yeah. I'm Spencer Campbell. I'm Spencer Campbell. I'm Mikey. It's Jimbo Redding. Signing off. I'm Spencer yeah. Campbell. Go Jazz. This is Jimbo Redding.